This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, thanks for listening to Dirt and Spray On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast. Service Patriots is your home comfort solution for all your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at servicepatriots.com slash the fan. It just matters more this week. Barrios in motion to the left, tongue of Iloa back to pass, looking, throws left sideline, intercepted! It's picked off by Taylor Rapp, and that'll do it! The Buffalo Bills are going to win the AFC East. They will be the two seed in the playoffs. Taylor Rapp seals it. This is a wild card week edition of Dirt and Spray. Brought to you by George McCoy at WarrenAllen.com. Injured? Don't trust just anyone to something so personal. Call George McCoy at Warren Allen. Online at WarrenAllen.com. Dirt and Spray on 1080. Here in our house, you better bring your A game or we're going to kick your butt. Whoa. The fans. Hey, let's do this. Final hour. Dirt and Spray here on Portland Sports Leader 1080 The Fan. 99.5 HD2, the Odyssey app, and YouTube. Live on YouTube this morning, as we are every morning. Make sure to go like and subscribe to the page. We love you all, no matter how you were listening. Uh, lots to get to in the final hour. Status story coming up in a few minutes. A couple of lingering thoughts on Super Wildcard Weekend. And uh, the big news of the NFL world today, Matt Eberflus being kept in Chicago, and all Bears fans are rejoicing. Uh, Bears fans, <laughs> not ecstatic. I saw a crazy stat. In the last 25 years, they only have two offensive coordinators that have lasted more than two seasons. Dear God. Yeah. How is that possible? Well, they're the Bears. How is that possible? They kind of, you know, they fly, not in Chicago, but they fly under the radar of pretty incompetent organizations in all of sports. They absolutely do. They don't get the respect they deserve in that category. No, they don't. We need to throw them under the bus more often. They have no hope. They haven't had hope in a long time. They haven't had a, when was the last time they had a franchise quarterback? Have they ever had a franchise quarterback? Cutler. Okay. All right. Uh, let's not play. <laughs> Cutler got to Chicago. That was a pretty big deal. They got to the NFC title game, and then he got hurt. They did. Grossman took him to a Super Bowl. Uh, Sexy Rexy went to a Super Bowl. Yeah, but you said franchise quarterbacks. We all watched him play and didn't understand how they got to the Super Bowl. <laughs> this doesn't make any sense. Their defense was awesome. Uh, I want to read some thoughts and just kind of get the the gauge the audience on where people are at. I, I find this conversation interesting because if you've listened to the show since the you know, start of the summer, into the middle of the summer, and the end of the summer, you know emotionally and mentally where I am at with your Portland Trailblazers. Okay. I said in August that I'm I'm just, I'm checked out emotionally. I'm going to still watch. I'll follow the team because we've got to talk about them on the show. But as a fan, like, I just, I need a break. I need to, I need a timeout. I need some space. We need to do our own things for a bit. I need to focus on other things that are more healthy for my mentals. Mm-hmm. And I'm just I'm not up and down with every win and loss or the development of young guys. Like I just I don't trust this organization at all. They have given me no hope and no reason to care as a fan. I don't think they care about me as a fan. And so I'm just I'm checked out emotionally for a while. 
And it's fascinating with that being my stance to kind of dive into the bubble every now and then and see just the cesspool that exists after every win and after every loss. The, the Blazers win on Sunday. They go into Brooklyn. Anthony Simons goes off. Good game for him. Great game for the team. They find a way to win. It's like, hey, look at that. They had lost the last couple by 30. Anthony Simons is a stud, and they win this game, and he, the sky's the limit on where he can go. They have a couple of days off in New York. I watched almost the entire game last night because God knows why. And they were down by 15 points, like 30 seconds into the game. And you're just like, oh, okay. So I guess that was not a long-lived, uh, successful run. And you asked a poll question yesterday on Twitter. Your Portland Trailblazers lost by 28 against the Knicks. They're now 10-26 and 26 on the year. Are they about what you expected in rebuild year one or mm-hmm. worse than you expected? And about what I expected was 61.6% of the answer so far, yeah. which I found interesting. Are they better or worse than we thought coming into the season? Their over-under, I think, was 25, 27. Somewhere in the mid to upper 20s, yes. Uh, Cleaning the glass has them tracking right now for 21 wins, so six games worse than the over-under number. About what I expected. I I think this is the thing, man. um, If you're on Twitter much anymore, and it feels like more and more people by the day, just they're dropping like flies on that website... But if you are and you're in that uh, sphere, the Blazer Twitter sphere, <laughs> there's a lot of noise. There is. And I, I'm not even saying that noise isn't warranted. I just simply think more people are you. I think there are far more people in our city that are you and not the people pissed off every day because the Blazers lost by 20 or more again. Yeah, That's what they do. They, they get waxed. Or they keep it kind of close and then lose late, and then they'll pull an upset that you don't see coming. Not that Brooklyn's that great of an upset, but like Sacramento. They'll win that game, and you go, what? And then they'll lose the next game by 20 points. It's clockwork. Yeah. And they're going to keep doing that the rest of the year, and they'll finish somewhere in the 21 to 27 range. I didn't expect them to win a whole lot of games. I bet the under. If I'm betting the under of 27 wins in an 82-game season... (laughs) You can't say that they're worse than you thought. Yeah. Can I really be like, well, you lost by 28. I thought you'd only lose by 15. They're not 30 points worse than the Knicks with some of the players on their team, but it's largely going to happen when your bench sucks and you got like three guys that are legitimately good and the rest are young and or role guys at most. Make whatever arguments you want. About what I expected. It felt like early in the year there was at least the argument that they were playing a little bit more competitive, entertaining basketball, like close losses, putting up good fights. Like there, At least there was something that you could watch and be entertained by as a fan, knowing that this is going to be a long year and you're going to lose a lot of games. And I, maybe I'm overreacting to one week of basketball because they did beat Brooklyn on Sunday. But you go on this road trip, you go to Dallas, and in the second game of that, series or whatever you want to call it, Luka Doncic doesn't play and you just get smacked, you get blown out, and they didn't even have their best player on the floor. You then have a couple of days off uh, off in New York where it feels like you're trying to you build on something that happened on Sunday and you get run out no. of the gym in the first quarter. I, I know. I'm just, you asked that yesterday and I was laughing because I'm like, they're in New York for a couple of days, they're going to have a great-ass time. I, <laughs> I wasn't time. stunned that they were down 30, but like... Still I mean, they had bad. like 50 points with two minutes to go in the third quarter. <laughs> it looked bad. Like, yeah. that was emb- that was just embarrassing. Yes. And I think there's something to, w- are, are we seeing, like, nobody's, nobody should be surprised by the win-loss record, right? Like, there, to your point on the over-unders, it's, it's down a little bit from where it was at the start of the year, but it was hard to gauge where that number was going to end up being. I'm not surprised that they're, at all that they're 10-26. and 26. I guess the question that I would ask is, you guys know far more about basketball than I do. 
if I'm looking for something to be optimistic for, what what are those things and are they happening as a fan? Because that's that's the hard part that I have. I'm again emotionally checked out. But we're 36 games. We're almost at the halfway point of the season. They've been blown out a ton here lately. Yeah. It's all the whole spin this year is supposed to be about development and culture and identity. And like those are the key buzzwords you're gonna get over and over and over again. And then I turn on the game last night. You're down by basically 50 points in the third quarter. And if you're telling me that development is the key for some of your young players, like Scoot and Shaden aren't even they playing play in the fourth quarter. They're playing the fourth quarter, which yeah. okay, I get that you're down by a lot, and I guess you don't want guys to get hurt. Okay. Isn't that the whole point of the season is to develop young guys? Scoot is a guy who's at times not getting the moment or the opportunity to run the offense. Shouldn't that that be his chance Mm -hmm. to just go out there and do whatever you want in the fourth quarter, learn from your mistakes? Like That's what I'm having a really hard time with, of just trying to identify what are the the things that I should be looking for in a year like this. Well, I don't think the things you would be looking for are going to be any different than what I would say. Wouldn't, I mean, what would you say? Scoot being getting better? Yeah. Shaden taking maybe a step. Uh, I don't know what your expectations were for Ant because I think you're in the trade Ant camp or figure this out because you can't have two point guards and a six five three. Yeah. Um, maybe you had expectations for the veteran guys or the semi veteran guys in Da and Jeremy Grant or they're going to trade Brogdon. I. That's a tough question because if you don't expect much. You're looking for tiny things. You're looking for things on the margins. Basically, what you're looking for, I think, in this team, in this season, is you are looking for the growth from Shaden. Okay. I want to see him averaging a certain amount of points. I want to see him be aggressive. I want to see him take a game over. I want to see those things. I want to see Scoot get better as the year goes on. I will be with people on, I don't want to see Scoot sitting in the fourth quarter of a game. No matter the score. I I don't care if you're down by 50. Yeah, I don't. In this whole like morale, like eh, some of these athletes don't care about some of this stuff the way that you think they do. Oh, they lose by twenty, so bad for the morale. Yeah, they're rookies; they are living a different life than you. Yes, but I would like to see Scoot develop and and show that he's getting better, so they can be better quicker. I I can't go for a five year rebuild. I no. saw that yesterday, and I'm like, uh, if you're gonna take five years, good luck to you. Nobody will be at your games next year if that's what this is going to be. Because you're already in year three, and if you're going five years, I mean, that means you're you're embarking on a seven-year rebuild. See, you're in year three by logical standards. In their minds, I think at one center court, this is year one because it's post-Dame, even though, yes, they did not make the playoffs the prior two years. I want to see Scoot develop, Shaden develop. Ant's been a fun story, but like, I don't know what to make of the future there. And I want to see what role guys they can develop or find in this. Is Tomani Kamara a legit role guy for them? Yeah. Or is he a second-round player who's played his ass off, had a good impact, but can't shoot the ball particularly well? He's going to be limited offensively. He's kind of a Tony Allen potential-type player. Maybe he will get better. I'm not saying he will be. I'm just, what are you going to get from Tomani Kamara the rest of the year and maybe next year? Or do you have something with Jabari Walker where you can be an eighth, ninth guy off your bench and be a, a valuable role guy on a playoff team or a sub, you know, a play-in, playoff type team. Those are the kind of the things, unfortunately, because most of this other stuff, it's fun to talk about, but it's just noise that really doesn't matter in two years. No. Um, I, I, I think, too, that you're not wrong that the organization would tell you this is year one of the rebuild. Dame has moved on. 
I think their opinion is irrelevant. It's the opinion of the fan that matters because this is unquestionably year three of a rebuild. You yeah, had but, the seventh overall yeah. pick two years ago. You had the third overall pick last year. Yep. You won 33 games last year. You won 27 games a year before. You're clearly going to fall in below that number this year. And so you can try and spin it however you want. And I don't think you're wrong that that's what the organization would tell you. But fans is what matters. People being invested in your team is what matters. Somebody texted in. I, I went Real quick, I yeah. went to the Wizards game a couple weeks ago. Now it was a couple weeks ago. But the Wizards, I mean, that's... It's one of the worst teams in basketball. Yeah. They're a selfish team that just, they're not fun to watch. I went to that game, and I was i was actually surprised. I would say the Moda Center was 85% full for it. Yeah. So like, there were some seats, but it man, by first quarter, it, that place wasn't that empty. That's kind of the reflection of fans here. No, it's still a social gap. It's still it's like an still outing. It's still a thing Let's to go, go beer. to. Yeah, and still root like crazy. Like, that's... You know, despite what happened last night, that's still a thing at the Moda Center. And somebody texting in uh, Vancouver Ford text line, to be honest, it's worse for the Blazers to have people in Dirt's position than the angry people. Angry people or angry fans are at least still watching and they still care about the team. But when the fans stop caring is when the team loses money. Uh, you see, I, I, what what was the beginning of that text? It's, it's worse? worse to have people like me who have just kind of emotionally checked out than it is to have people yelling yeah. online every night who are angry every win or firing Fire Chauncey every night. Or... Yeah. Because at least in that case, you're still emotionally invested. You're still involved with what's happening on the floor. You're still hooked. You're yeah. still hooked you're still as a hooked. fan. And yeah. whereas I'm just, I'm out. Like I, if, I, I thought about going to, game, uh, to a game on the holiday break, and I wonder if that was part of the Wizards thing, of it's just like, hey, it's time off. I haven't been to a game yet this year. I got free tickets. Otherwise, you get free I tickets, gone. right? So you go for a reason like that. But you're not going to check in and go to a bunch of games the rest of the season. So maybe a lot of folks were in that spot. I'd argue it's a better thing, though. Yeah, yeah. For for dirts, more dirts to exist on this front. Y- you can still care, but if if you can't handle this by a game-by-game basis or they're getting blown out and you want to fire everybody and then they win and it's you're not firing everybody, like if that's where you're kind of living, I love the passion. I would also say you're kind of making yourself mad. It's like getting stuck in your own echo chamber on the internet <laughs> yeah. yes. and then living in real life society. And you're like, what about all these problems? And people are like, what are you talking about? Well, this pizza place across the street. Yeah, go touch grass, like, buddy. I just, I just ate pizza there. It was, yeah. They were really nice to me. What do you want? Like, That's kind of what can happen. And I think sometimes in sports we do this too. We're living with every game, every moment. This team was never going to be good. No. But yeah, you mentioned the start. Like That's what happens here. The start. It's always the start. It's a two game season. They'll start four and one. I'm like, I don't know, man. I think it's gonna be a playoff team. I'm like, no, no, no. Give it time. Give it time. And then when they lose because of that start, fire everybody. And look, maybe Chauncey isn't the guy. I'm not arguing for Chauncey. No. My point is, if you're finding yourself reacting emotionally on the internet every game, back up. Don't, <laughs> don't, just don't log in that day. Yeah, this is, I, I think it's, uh, for watching some of the fans react, and I, I I do think the majority is with me, that they're just, you know, I'll watch a game here or there, I'm checking in and out, but I'm not, you're just not as involved as you were the last couple of years. Well, you don't need to be, because this isn't no, going to be the team in two watch. years. Like, everybody always, the, the, where I get upset is the ant stuff, the ant scoot stuff. This is where I differ from from some. This whole, like, yeah, you don't really have to worry about that issue for another two years. And I'm like, bull. Nothing in this league I mean, most situations don't last in the NBA for two years. And so we think Ant's just going to willy-nilly be here for two more years. I'm cool and with this. Yeah. Be terrible, and we'll have also the other point guard who at that point will be getting better, but we still, <laughs> like, we don't have two years. No. 
We have, in my opinion, eight, nine months. Figure it out. Should be the answer to that question. And it is a, it is a, a vindication for some who I think, you know, when we went through the end of the Stotts thing and everybody wanted him turfed and it's just like, all right, that's not the problem here, but roster construction is, and those who argued for Stotts to get fired, your result has been the hiring of Chauncey Billups, who I don't know if he knows what he's doing, but again, it's not fair to him because the roster hasn't been great. And I can't say that is the case for Stotts, but not the case for Billups. But it's also the reality that a lot of us have argued of when you have a top 75 player in NBA history, there's at least something to be emotionally invested in and involved in and to get you excited as a fan. And the reality is it's not easy to go find those guys. They don't just grow on trees. You're not just going to just because you move on from Dame going to go find the next star player yeah. who's going to be the face of your franchise and want to be here for 10 years. Maybe Shaden is that. Maybe Scoot is that. Maybe Ant is that. None of those guys are to Dame's level yet for obvious reasons. And it just it, it's the reality of the NBA kind of hitting you upside the head of like, this is going to take a while, and anybody who expected otherwise didn't really know what they were talking about. Sure, and it's—I it, mean, just just you know, buckle up because this isn't going anywhere. Well, me and Danny have talked about this. Like, if you think it's a three to five year, if you're putting five out, uh, that you're start you're in, you are in the territory of you have fallen into the place you don't want to be. Yeah, because five years plus the additional couple that don't quote unquote count, you're at almost a decade of being garbage irrelevant and i i can never i'm never telling people how to fan my only two cents is hitting rich people where it hurts the most is usually what gets the quickest results yes it is and so like filling the moda center at 85 percent or more for a team that's this bad against other teams that aren't that good yeah Good luck getting anything to really move at a quicker pace yeah now when you go to like jailblazer era type Arena, I've been there. I was in that. Man, you were looking at like 35, 40% full at most in some of those games. That's when it's movement needs to happen. We got a poll question up. Better or worse than you imagined after a blowout loss in New York last night? You can go vote at Turton Sprague on Twitter. Let's get to stat or story next on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Crunch the numbers. There's 6,127 students at average, 58% of which are girls. So, so that's 7,107.32 boobs. <laughs> Break the news. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. Is it a stat or a story? Evidence based on olfactory prowess is inadmissible, in case you didn't know. This is Stat or Story, a monumental judgment call with dirt and Sprague on 1080. Come on, don't miss. The Fan. All right, Saturday time here on a Wednesday. The return of the segment in post-college football season. What do we got, Swag? Uh, it is National Bittersweet Chocolate Day. Bittersweet Chocolate Day. So your first number is 39. Not a big bittersweet kind of combo guy. I'm kind of out on bittersweet as well. I saw a thing. It was funny. I sent it to my brother-in-law, but it can apply to you, Swag. It was a study that says if you like drinks... And the Negroni was thrown in. You have a dark, twisted personality that you don't reveal to people. It was a psychology thing, and I'm like, ooh. Uh, what are you into, Swag? I'm not into anything. That's I'm usually into, what people who are into things exactly. say. I'm yeah. into What's cooking, and I'm uh-huh. into watching. What are you stirring your chili with? Uh, uh, uh. A ladle. Uh, that's what you call it, huh? <laughs> Your first number is 39. Is it the number of goals the Kraken have scored during their current 11-game point streak? They are 9-0-2 in their last 11. (laughs) Or is it the minimum amount of cacao as a percentage that must be present in chocolate to be classified as bittersweet? I'm going to go... Wait, the percentage of the cacao in yeah, the bittersweet? Yeah, so if you get chocolate, yeah, yeah. there's cacao and then there's sugar now, and milk solids and No, you said stuff. the number of goals they scored in their 11 points? Number of goals the scored. Kraken have scored during their 11-game point streak. So that would be 3.54 goals per game in that stretch. Uh-huh. But that would also only be 3.54%. The cacao, is that enough to make it sweet with the bitter, or is no, that about right? 39%. 39%, sorry. Is <laughs> that what the minimum cacao you have to okay. have? Okay, I got to be honest with you, I, don't, I haven't watched much Kraken hockey this year. I know that they won the Winter Classic, and that was a big deal. I know that they've been playing better. I'm going to go story. I'm going to fade you. They're, they're you just, should fade me. They're I'm terrible s- at this game. They're, they're skull-goring machines right now. Uh, it is a stat. <laughs> Goal scoring? There you go. Score goaling. Goal scoring? I think you dropped a little skull pinch there. right between your cheek and gum. <laughs> skull goring. Should I take my shirt off like Kirk Cousins? No, start like skulling? Why not? Yeah, you you like that? Uh, yes. No, the Kraken have won seven in a row. What was it? A stat or sorry? Sorry, I missed that. It, it is, is a skull. stat. It's a stat. Okay. It is a stat. They've won seven in a I'm row. So they are skull one of goring. three teams in the Western Conference currently on a seven game or better winning streak. The Oilers have won eight in a row. The Winnipeg Jets have won seven in a row. There was Ooh. your darkness. It came out right there. You wanted me naked. You did. You said you should do that. Shirtless. He won't break shirtless during no, the show. I said you that. like that. You I always like you always only tell me, too, that you went for a shirtless run. You know, I went for a shirtless run. And you're always looking around. Anyway, uh, the minimum amount, <laughs> you need 70% cacao mm. in order to be classified as a bittersweet chocolate. 
dark chocolate as it's otherwise known. Plenty of antioxidants. You don't like the dark chocolate? Love the dark chocolate. I mean, it's fine. I go like 85% cacao. Did you ask us for an answer? Because you just went, do you like dark chocolate? <laughs> I <laughs> love it. I love dark chocolate. That's my that's the favorite That's my favorite chocolate. I mean, milk chocolate's better, but that's okay. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. Your next number is 12. 12. Is it... The number of times the number one and number two men's college basketball teams in the AP poll have lost on the same day to unranked teams in the entire span of the AP poll. That's a great one. Or is it the total number of full-time Wienermobile drivers that Oscar Mayer is currently trying to hire? (laughs) The Wienermobile is back. It went on hiatus during COVID because people weren't doing in-person appearances. Is that enough Wienermobiles? Well, it's drivers, right? Not yes. Actual mobile. I've seen them. There are mobile. a number of mobiles yeah. around the country. They have different it's not pockets. like they're driving. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I know. A, yeah. Uh, I'm going to go story here, Bob. Story. <laughs> 12 <laughs> drivers sounds about right. You think that sounds right? Well, because you got to trade off. Some of these go on long road trips. That's where I've seen the wiener most of the time. It's on the highway. Yeah, highway wiener. When you see a wiener rolling down yeah. the highway, it's kind of like, whoa. It made regular stops at the old Winco. If you ever notice, right there on 18 under the trees, when you get over the swamp stuff, mm-hmm. it was behind the scoreboard in the trees. There, here's your wiener. Enjoy your wiener. Enjoy, enjoy some wiener. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go stat. I'm gonna be wrong, but I'm gonna go stat. Uh, it's a story. Yep. Uh, eight times. <laughs> I got no hope left. <laughs> eight times. I got nothing. In the AP poll era <laughs> since the 1948-49 season. Uh, have the number one and number two teams played on the same day against unranked opponents and both lost. There have been 684 times that that has happened, but only eight times, and that included yesterday with both Nebraska and Houston losing. And Kelvin Sampson... Nebraska won. (laughs) Or uh, Purdue losing to Nebraska, Houston losing to Iowa State. Mm. Are we buying Purdue this year? No. No. Nobody's buying Never buy Purdue. Never buy Purdue. Never buy Purdue. I feel like their coach has been there for 30 years. Matt Painter. Yeah, he's, he's been there forever. He's a good coach. They're always in the top whatever. They seemingly they, get disappointed Last one year. seed we saw lose went on to win the national title the next year. Okay. Yeah. We'll see. Throw that out there. Pick uh, your final no. number, 43,936. Oh, God. Is that the career passing yards in the NFL for current Browns quarterback Joe Flacco? Or is it... The damages a Florida man is seeking from Dunkin' Donuts in a lawsuit regarding physical injuries and emotional trauma when a toilet he was using exploded on him. You're in a Florida location. You're mathing and you don't need to. This is a stat. Nobody's asking for that number of damages. You're rounding up to an even number or an odd number, but it's just a flat number. It's 45, it's 50. This is a stat. It's a stat. Yeah. Yes. He's he's playing the game. Nobody goes to a a, a judge and says, "I want forty three thousand nine hundred eighty eight dollars." Be kind of yes. be nice if you did, though. <laughs> it would be itemized deductions. <laughs> that only happens if there's like physical property damage yeah. where somebody's done an appraisal and you've got a building or a car or something. And okay, this is what it comes out to be: uh, forty three thousand nine hundred thirty six career passing yards for Joe Flacco in his NFL career as he leads the Browns into the playoffs. Uh, No, this comes to us from the New York Post. Uh, So two years ago, a Florida man uh, there getting uh, a coffee and a crawler, apparently at a uh, Florida location, went in to uh, use the facilities 
And uh, as he was finishing up and um, flushing, it exploded on him. An exploding he toilet. He came out with, uh, yes, covered. Oh. Uh, oh. And oh. now two years later is uh, saying they have uh, not done whatever they said they might do to compensate him. Two years? So, yeah, the incident happened two years two ago. Two years so and you still ain't got your do-re-me? 50000 in legal fees is what we'd like to see. How much God. did DeSantis pay to bust the immigrants to a different state? Like, yeah. where's my money? Well, this is a civil suit. This is not a criminal suit. Give me some of that money for poop Give all me over that my body. Money, man. Can you imagine if that happened to you? I, Just I don't, horrible. I don't Every know. time I go into a porta potty, I think about that. Like, what if this thing tips over? What if this juice somehow gets on me? I'm terrified of that. There's not a worse porta potty situation than the final stop before your final leg on Hood to Coast. <laughs> yeah, you are pooping on top of a big pile yeah. of poop at that point, and you're just hoping not to touch any of it. My first game uh, down at Autzen this year when they took on mighty Portland State, it was a vicious battle between yeah. two very evenly matched teams. Well, they were were they winning at the end of the first what quarter? Uh, it, yeah, it was tight. It was, was tight it ball game. Seven nothing. Portland State. It was tight ball game. Uh, there is whenever you get inside the gates. At Odson, there's a row of porta potties there, and I usually am on the road for two hours drinking coffee. I have to go to the bathroom, and I open the. I always go in one of those porta potties because nobody's gone in them yet, so they're still the pristine porta potty. It's nice to get there early, and I open the door to the porta potty. I sat down, pants down, looked up, and on the ceiling in front of the door was a hornet's nest with like six hornets flying around. Yeah. And I'm just sitting there, pants down, and exposed. <laughs> exposed. <laughs> It was fun. That was a fun 10 minutes. Imagine getting stung on you. Because then it started coming out, and I'm like, I can't get up now. This is I'm in the process. There's no sitting there, your upper body not moving at all. Don't move. Don't make any movement. Don't make any movement. It's like a (laughs) T-Rex. Yeah. (laughs) They're not going to see me. They're not going to see me in here. Isn't that awkward when you have a row of porta potties at any, like a musical event? Yeah. Why did they, why did the Hornets pick that one? How also, like, there's a nest. Like, it doesn't, you just build a nest in like an hour. Like, that takes time. How has nobody knocked that nest off? Because nobody wants to get stung by a hornet. <laughs> you leave them alone, they leave you alone. Uh, yeah, true. that's but true. But I was going to say, like, when you get to a long line and, you know, the door opens, you run in there, it's always a little awkward when you're dropping trow and taking care of business when you walk out after just dumping into that and the next person's walking in and you look at them but you don't make eye contact but you're like oh I feel sorry for you have fun with that and then you kind of like scamper off real quick so they don't remember what you look like I'm never going to see that person again the rest of my life people are asking how much do the wiener drivers pay Ah. Uh, I have that. Uh, let me uh, get some. Okay, what's the pay down scale here. there? Uh, so it is a base salary of thirty-five thousand six hundred dollars a year. So they're looking for they're looking for recent college graduates. So yeah. they know what they're. Yeah. Oh, they're trying to manipulate the youth uh, working market. Oh, uh, so yes, uh, and they get a weekly allowance, um, like a little stipend per diem, a hundred and fifty bucks. So that's uh, seventy-two hundred bucks for meals and things. <laughs> They just eat wieners. I, I don't know. When you be mandated to uh, eat a so wiener? they're called uh, they're called hot dogs. Vegetarian. So this will be the <laughs> tofu dog. Thirty seventh, thirty seventh class of hot doggers. Hot doggers. Yes, those that, those. That's uh, the title that they're given. I prefer like wiener writers. You know. 
Wiener Riders is yeah. a pretty good one. That's better than hot doggers. Can we acknowledge that? Uh, Joe saying that a friend of mine dropped their phone in one of the porta potties oh. at the Civil War. Oh my! That's gone. God. I got a buddy. Uh, a, it's just gone. <laughs> yeah, it's not worth nah. saving. No, at that point you're giving up hope. Nah. You're not putting your hand in there. I had a buddy who puked in a porta potty at an oh, Oregon stop, game many stop, moons stop. ago. Dude, stop! It came out. And there was like a, in a <laughs> there was a little hey. piece of the blue stuff on his face because I think there was some splashback. <laughs> From the vomit. He tried to act like he didn't vomit either. And we're like, dude, you got the blue porta potty water on your face, man. Name names. <laughs> Who had porta potty on their face, which means they probably had dookie on their face. Name them. That was the 72 to nothing Oregon Washington game, too. <laughs> <laughs> that was pregame. We were feeling good. <laughs> There's a chance. That sums up the day, actually. That it image. does. Yeah. Kind of new that we left at halftime because they were down by 40. All right. There you go. Sadder story every Wednesday at 8 15. The college football is stealing an idea from the NBA, and we need to talk about this. Mm. And we'll do it next. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice-cold reward. Modelo, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. It's one thing falling in love with a house, and quite another navigating the world of negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. Guidance from an agent who's a Realtor can make all the difference, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. I've long argued in the NBA, what I think would be great is instead of having a lottery system for the number one overall pick, you take the worst teams in the league, put them in a you know single elimination bracket, and the winner of that bracket gets the number one overall pick. I think it'd be fun, give fans something to watch for. Worst teams in the league, you can't be that bad because then you couldn't get the number one overall pick, but you got to be bad enough. Be a fun little balance, right? End of the season, give me a the, the worst eight teams in the league, you go into a single elimination, Elite Eight, the winner of it gets the number one overall pick. Here's the only counter. Uh, you're in a situation where the team is good, not great, but should be pretty steadily in the playoffs, but you have a LeBron prospect and they're like... <laughs> You that just tank guy. the rest of the year purposely loose so you could get into that yeah. play-in. The Warriors this year, for example, missing the playoffs and then getting the number one overall pick. There are flaws. There's undoubtedly flaws. But I've always thought that would be fun, more enjoyable than ping-pong balls and then some guy standing on stage saying, here is your number one overall pick. Well, I just hate that we don't see the ping-pong balls. Yes. We should be able to watch that entire process. I don't know why it needs to be so damn secretive. Yes, we should, because then we don't have frozen envelopes and we don't get the Spurs landing another generational big from France. Hey, we were only one number away, guys. That's great. How about this in college football? There's somebody who wants to take this idea and run with it. His name is Roy Engelbrecht. Sure, run with it. Uh, he has announced his plans. He wants to launch a bowl game, and he is deeming it the irrelevant bowl. Okay. He is petitioning the NCAA, asking for them to grant a waiver in 2024 so that two teams will be eligible, eligible to play in the inaugural irrelevant bowl. 
And his thoughts are bowl games reward good teams. You know, the New Year's Six, all that. He wants to take the two worst teams in college football and have them play a bowl game. The two worst records, if you're winless, you're automatically in. One win, maybe you get in, depending on how many one-win teams there are. And he would take the worst teams in college football and pit them in a bowl game. If you're wondering, for the hypothetical, who would it have been this year? Yeah, what's the SP Plus? Who's the worst team on SP Plus, the okay. bottom two? Uh, according to social media, it's telling me okay. that the irrelevant bowl this year would have been 2-10 and 10 Vanderbilt, <sighs> taking on 1-11 Akron. Yeah, Vanderbilt beat Hawaii, though. Like, I don't know if Vanderbilt was really... I think you would have to have qualifiers on Power 5 or no Power 5. How much is he dole? What's what's in, what's the incentive for these teams to go other than the obvious potential to get another win? Get another win and practice well, for a month I, as a 1-11 team? I could be wrong. I don't think this is very realistic. But what I would say is doing something like that, there's nothing wrong with it. If you're going to give me all these other crappy bowl games that nobody plays in. Might as well go that route, right? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if I'm rooting for punts in an Iowa game, I, what am I going to matter if I root for punts in an Akron-Vandy yeah. game? Yeah. But if you do that, this is where it's a slippery slope. You do that. And everybody else should be allowed to have that month of practice, even if they're not playing a bowl game. <laughs> even if you, yeah, I, that's a good point. Well, because this is this is my thing. Like, I just I find I think bowl games got even more relevant this year, and we have these diehard college football fans that tell us to shut up and like, yeah, you can watch them if you want, whatever. But you can't argue they're more irrelevant than they've ever been because so many players opt out of even New Year's Six games. Yes. I think we need to kind of just scrap it in general, and if you're not in a New Year's Six of the playoff, like, you just get a month of practice, and I, I think that should kind of be it. Or, or, like, I would be all for, like, finding and scheduling a game that's reasonable for your fans to go to. I know that loses some of the luster of kids getting to travel. What about home and homes? You just do, like, a home and home, home exactly. and homes for bowl games. Like, like, let me go to a destination. Yeah. Um, let's use Oregon State, okay? So, if Oregon's going to be in a playoff, and Oregon State's conference kind of hinders them next year, and they can't, but they're still good. Why, like, why can't Oregon State go play fill-in-the-blank sure. SCC team at their stadium? You go play Kentucky. I'd be for that. That'd yeah. be kind of cool. Random. Go take a trip to Kentucky. See how it goes. Sure. Uh, I think if you were to do this, you could not. It would. It would have to be a Group of Five or Power Five thing. Like I, that. To your point on Vanderbilt, Hawaii. Hawaii sucked this year and Vanderbilt beat them. Like, you can't have that be your matchup. So here are the other teams that would be in consideration if it was just Power 5. Uh, you had two 3-9 and nine teams in Power 5. So Vanderbilt was 2-10. and 10. They were the worst Power 5 team in college football this year. Okay. You had two teams that tied at 3-9. and nine. I don't know what qualifier you would put on this to decide who goes. Indiana was 3-9, and nine, mm. the Fighting Hoosiers, or Cincinnati was 3-9. and nine. So that would be your power five or Mr. Irrelevant Bowl they game. Were three and nine. Three and you're one in the Big Twelve, three and nine. Post Luke Fickle. There you go. In the college football playoff a couple years ago. I still think it would be a fun idea for the NBA. You've poked holes in my theory. Your holes are valid. Uh, uh, no, largely my holes are irrelevant because great players will not want to lose on purpose for a prospect true. that we don't even know for certain they would always compete. I think you could do it as like you wouldn't need every non playoff team. I would say like worst four teams in the league. Sure. Like what are the chances like a, of a, a semifinal team? and then a championship for the one pick? Exactly. And then, yeah, okay. Whoever uh and then use point differentials to separate yes. one, two, three, and four. So right now we would be two games out of the bottom four. <laughs> We're there. We're close, guys. Your bottom four would be Detroit. They have three wins. San Antonio five. 
Washington 6, and Charlotte 8. That would be your bottom four. So you get Detroit versus Charlotte in semifinal number one, San Antonio-Washington semifinal number two. See, unfortunately, I think Wimby and the Spurs, when they're trying, would win, win this and they'd get the number one pick again. They've also lost five in a row, and they're 1-9 in their last ten. And... But they played those teams. I mean, you play Charlotte. <laughs> would they win those games? Would they? I think if Wimby's healthy so? and Pop cares, yeah, they win. I'm going with my Detroit Pistons, baby. Detroit basketball. Did you see what happened to them yesterday? <laughs> no, I did not. What happened to them? Well, I, I didn't expect you to, but it's funny. Uh, I didn't watch the game. At one point, they were playing the Kangs. Detroit was up 19. I saw this on my DraftKings app, and I the line was still like the Kings were still favored down by 20. They, lost, they were down by 19, the Kings were, to the Pistons. Pistons up 19, and the Pistons still did not cover a 13-point spread. They lost 131 to 110 to the Kangs. That's impressive right there. That That's impressive. Unbelievable. Next level Detroit basketball. Uh, let's wrap it up. We'll send you off on your Wednesday. Answer some poll questions next on The Fam. Oh, a little news out of the association this morning. Excited for this, man. I, I like watching behind-the-scenes content. In season, it's a little bit tougher because I can watch yeah. the sport. Like, I don't watch a lot of in-season hard knocks just because I got football on my TV every weekend. I saw a few of the Dolphin ones. I thought they were they were good because yeah. it was documenting the beginning of the season, sure. and then it leads you into some of the injuries, and it kind of unravels for them, right? Are you talking about the Carl Malone, John Stockton yes, Q&A? that's exactly what I was going to get to here. Yeah. Very excited for that. I want to know their thoughts on all sorts of things like dating 16-year-olds. I've been curious how Carl Malone feels about that for a long time, allegedly. I, I think it was 14. Four, 14? Yeah. 14? Yeah. Yeesh. Yeah. Yeesh. Yikes. Yikes. Did you see the story out of Missouri the other day? There was a teacher that got arrested for sleeping with a 16-year-old male student, female teacher. Yikes. The father also got arrested because he knew about the relationship and didn't report it. And he allowed it to take place in his home. Man. Yep. Sometimes you see headlines and you can't believe it's real. Yep. Uh, Netflix is creating a new NBA documentary modeled after the quarterback show, which they couldn't find any quarterbacks to do this last year. Yeah, did they not? I can't remember who they ended up picking. There was reports that they had found their guys, and then some guys didn't want to do it. Uh, the first season, so I'm assuming that means they're following the guys this year, and it'll be out after the season, I'm assuming. Uh, here are the guys they are following. LeBron James, ever heard of him? Jason Tatum who, according to Colin, his title window is closed. Jimmy Butler. Wait, his title window closed? It's closed. He's done. No chance. They're the best team in the NBA. Stop it. Anthony Edwards. Did he say this recently? I think he did, yeah. And DeMontis Sabonis. Those are the guys they're following for year one of the new Netflix NBA documentary. I'm I'm excited for this. A lot of people don't like LeBron, but if you're going to give me a list of players to start that kind of thing with, that's that's a pretty solid list. you got to... You know, the not up and coming, but the the youngest superstar of the group there in Tatum. You've yep. got an interesting personality slash alpha player in Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy Butler, I think, is going to be can't miss TV. It's going to be a lot of coffee. There's going to be a lot of self-promoting coffee. Big face coffee is going to be front and center of those cameras. <laughs> and uh, LeBron is LeBron and Sabonis. Like, interesting situation with Sabonis in Sacramento. He's having a good year. He is. But the playoff thing, like, Not soured people on how he fits and whatnot, but he's still having a really good year. Do we get Papa Sabonis in that documentary? Are they close? Do they hang out a lot? Well, is not he... your Vetus. Not no. not my Vetus. He's our Vetus. Our, our Vetus. Vetus. Is he in the States or is he back in Lithuania? I don't know. He sometimes will pop in at a game for DeMontis. I, I would guess he's mainly in Lithuania. Give but a little Arvidas, and I'm in on that one. Doesn't he own their? He either owns a team or owns the whole league. He should own the country. The Lithuanian league, the basketball league over there. <laughs> Is he really? That's pretty badass. I 
I thought that. He should be president of everybody. His playing in Lithuania years before anybody knew him with like But that, I'm now the president of everybody. With that scraggly beard and the longer hair, like that should be their flag logo. Like their country's flag logo should be Savas playing for their team years ago. Somebody texting in, we're arresting people for being great dads now, huh? No comment. <laughs> Let's read some poll questions. Uh, your <laughs> Portland Trailblazers. What is wrong with <laughs> <laughs> Stepping away. It's the no comment. No comment. Uh, Blazers lost by 28, 10 and 26 on the year. Are they what you expected in rebuild year one or worse than you expected? 61% of you saying about what I expected, 38%. Uh, saying worse at this point in the show. What else we got here? Should Kevin Calabro and Lamar Hurd have their salaries doubled for having to call Blazer games this season? Seventy-one percent of you say yes. yes. Dude, if you could polish it, Swag's been through some of those years. Like when you got to call a season that bad, you you deserve every penny coming your way because there's just there's not much to go on. Everybody's kind of checking out. Well, we kind of shortchanged our buddy Demers too. He's also calling <laughs> he those is. games. Give Demers a, a His, double pay raise. He too. has to paint a prettier picture though because he doesn't have any picture. Yeah, you see they got Antonio Harvey back on. TV now? Let me just say, I don't know Antonio Harvey personally. I don't either. They railroaded him the hell off that because he wanted to have a weed farm. Yeah. That was a controversial thing he did about two years before we made it legal. Yeah, he wanted his weed stuff. He's back, and I'd argue, better than ever with that mustache. He pulls off that mustache well. <laughs> it makes me think he's a different person. I love it. Who is this? Who is Antonio Harvey's brother? We have a new Harvey in the mix. I kind of think they, like, eh, I don't want to get too dangerous here, but like I've kind of felt they needed something different a on that A little punch. And Neil Everett with a mustached Antonio Harvey, yeah. it gets me. It That's does. True. Are you trembling on the first tee box if you're playing around with Tiger Woods? 74% of you are saying yes. 26% of you are liars. I'm, I'm a liar then. <laughs> you're a liar. liar I'm liar, excited to meet him. Liar. I'm nervous of saying something dumb. <laughs> But I'm not nervous swinging that club. He's Tiger. I'm not going to be better than him. So what do I have to prove? Ah, <laughs> oh, there you there you go. Good little show. What are we watching tonight? Anything in sports going on tonight? Anything on the tube? I have my I have practices on Tuesday, Wednesdays, uh, and it's a late one. I don't get home till eight. Ooh, that is a late practice. It's a late you practice. Wait around all day for that practice. That's tough. Yeah, it is. Yeah. All right. Well, that'll do it for us, folks. If you missed any of the show, you can go check the Service Patriots podcast at tendingtothefan.com, the Odyssey app. You can also find our podcasts on Spotify, Amazon, Apple Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts. We are there. We're also on YouTube every single day. Make sure to go like and subscribe to the channel. Uh, tomorrow, <laughs> well, I don't do you, know if do you want me to say it? Can I say tomorrow, it? Tomorrow, Jason no. Lockamfora in the ticker, Ken Barkley at 8. I'm glad that you can tease us as you leave <laughs> and not have to deal with any of the consequences yeah. if we don't get him. Have fun in the Bay Area, Swigard. We need to get a win down there. And go get a win. Well, if we bring one back, it'll be a good trip. If we can steal two, we'll see. He's redone his rotation. <laughs> ah, needs that's a pay the raise. difference. Needs a pay raise, man. <laughs> he does need needs, a pay needs raise. A pay raise. <laughs> there you go. Uh, thanks for being a part of our Wednesday, everybody. We will talk to you tomorrow at 6 a.m. Colin is next. You're listening to 1080 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love. Hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.